Hello again, everybody. Hey, Jesse. Chicken dinners. Okay, uh, episode 56, I believe I said it out loud beforehand. I don't know if that's true. I didn't uh, I didn't look, look it up, but episode 56. Uh, today, actually, I didn't even... Uh, we, we were talking a little bit before we pressed record, um, and I, I totally... Um, forgot to tell you, we were talking about doing the box office game again, and I was like, "Oh, 1995. That's that's pretty crazy. Uh, it's a long time ago. Do you still want to do it?" And you're like, "Yes, of course. I'm super smart." The movie we're doing today, uh, Waterworld, came out in 1995. What are the odds that it's it's one of them? Who knows? Maybe it'll be on the box office game this week. It did make. Well, it didn't make that much money compared to um, how much it cost, but um, it probably made some money. Might be on the might be on the list. I'm sure it made some money, at least some. Today we're finally doing Waterworld. Everybody's been asking about it. They're like, uh, "Why don't you do more element based uh, movies on your podcast?" And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Well, what you, like, what do you want?" And they're like, "I don't know, something about air." I'm like, well, that's not really like. Fun to talk about. What's a good movie that has air in it? I mean, air we, already, we already did Con Air, so Con. Yeah, we already did Con Air. Um, fire. We did The Wicker Man. Yep, that was fire. Um, Earth. Nothing. Um, so Waterworld. <laughs> Here we are at Waterworld at last. It, anyways, Jesse, what's new in your life? What's new in my life? Well. New England, New Jersey, New Hampshire. But beyond that, nothing that new. What about you? You're a fan of the hockey team, the Ottawa Senators. Is that correct? Is that true? Well, I was born in Ottawa. And so I thus became a fan. But it wasn't, uh, I can't say I really follow hockey all that much these days. But uh, did you hear that they are for sale? No, I had not heard that. Okay. Well, the owner died. Oh. And uh, his family has put up the team for sale, the mm-hmm. estate. And uh, it's, it's you should look look at a newspaper or something because it's it's quite a popular story. There's a lot of uh, famous people who are interested in purchasing the Ottawa Senators. Um, Ryan Reynolds is a big one. Hmm. He's he's big into him and a, and, and his group are into interested in buying the Ottawa Senators. Um, uh, the Weekend, you know that guy? I do know that guy. He's he's interested in buying the Ottawa Senators. Hmm. And then there's a third party involved, at least, and that's Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg's interested in buying the Ottawa Senators. There you go. I think they'd all be, uh, they do great in the position. It'd be pretty wild. Um, I'm going camping this weekend. Okay. When's the last time you've been camping? The last time I've been camping. It's been a long while. I can't say I'm the, the best camper in the world. Well, look, we don't camp often, but we're trying to get into it because we bought an SUV, mm. which can you can pack a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, so we bought an air mattress, or not an air mattress, but like a, 
a mattress topper that goes in the SUV. Right. So we can beep. So we can uh, sleep in there in case, because we're going to Cortez Island. Cool. Which is off of Quadra, which is off of Campbell River, which is on Vancouver Island. Mm-hmm. And there are wolves on that island. So don't get eaten. You know, Mackenzie and I are also getting an SUV and have the exact same idea, putting a mattress in the back. But we want to go to the Yukon sometime. Not next year, but maybe the year after. It's very smart. Um, not to steal your, your story here, but we'll talk about your SUV um, after I tell you that uh, in a month from now, I'll be in Oregon, driving down the Oregon coast, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll be camping using a, a a mattress to sleep in the car while in America. That's exciting. So you're finally getting rid of the Subaru. Yes, I'm inheriting an SUV. Didn't purchase inheriting, it. Inheriting an SUV. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. So your parents are just buying a new one, and they're like, "Well, why don't you just have this one?" No, it's um, my grandfather passed away. Jesse, I'm so sorry. That's okay. But he he lived in Halifax, and it's it's that was a, a you know three weeks ago now or so, and it's been traveling by rail car. That's in Coquitlam now, I think, or something. It's be waiting to be unloaded, and soon will be mine. Wait a second. They put a an SUV on a rail car from Halifax. They sure did. That's so smart. Because you yeah. think, you know, you have to drive it from Halifax. Mm-hmm. How's that going? Okay, so your grandfather passed away. Mm-hmm. And he gave you a car? Well, it was, it was, um, it wasn't willed. It was in the estate and my, my mother who went over there to uh, deal with, you know, the afterlife uh, technicalities had the opportunity to purchase it and that is what she did. So it was more like, it was kind of like a gift from my mother. Well, that's very nice. Yes. It well, not, nice. I mean, not very, I don't know. It, it's a tough thing. It you makes know, emotions, when death you is know. involved, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but well, a free knew, car. Well, she, knew, my car is in uh, disrepair. It's on its last legs. She knew I needed one. So, and I'm very cheap and had, didn't want to buy one. So I've just been putting it off and putting it off. But I got lucky. If you can get away with getting a vehicle and not having to put any money down or like every month have money come out of your account and the car is good enough uh, to drive and not, you know, you're not worried about it breaking down all the time, then that's a win. Yes, it's a 2014 Ford Escape and it has like 9,000 kilometers on it. It was like never driven. Oh man, that's so good. Yeah. Pretty lucky. As but contra- that is it's kind of a bummer to the podcast though. A little bit. As a contrast, my my Subaru has like two hundred and eighty thousand kilometers and um is on its last legs. Subarus do last forever though. They do. They do. It has has, has done me good. So far. The Yukon, huh? Yeah, we kind of always wanted to go there. It was a nice place to like, it's not too far away that it's going to be overly expensive. 
and we can uh, experience the outdoors, which is like the main reason you want to go there. Lots of cool hikes and stuff. And apparently it's really easy. We know a few people who used to be um, police officers in the Yukon. And we like inquired about like, is it, can you just like park on the side of the road and sleep? And you like, they're like, oh yeah, there's, they got much bigger fish to fry. They don't care up there. You know, you hear about people driving south from where we live, but not a whole lot of people driving north. Yeah, it's been on our bucket list for a while. So that'll be a good one to, to do. Well, okay. Well, and we'll be driving on the land which is um, the opposite of water. Right. That's a great segue. Thank um, you. Thank you. To the movie. So, okay. Waterworld. This, this was a film that I wanted to see for years because I've heard so much about it. Mm -hmm. Just that, like, just how big of a failure it was. Right. Um, a joke of a movie, if you will. Mm -hmm. How accurate was that feeling for you after watching this two hour and 15 minute movie? Well, I too had heard many of the same things that it was a flop and it's not very good, but I, I had sort of an opposite experience. I thought it was pretty solid actually. I'm assuming that's where you're going as well. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break, um, the expectation of where I'm going. Okay. Wait, and then, okay, there's two things here. One, this movie was not the worst movie we've seen. It's not the best movie we've seen. It's like a medium middle movie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I agree. I'm on IMDb right now. And, um, it's like. If you liked Waterworld, here are other movies that you'll like. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them is Kevin Costner in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Right. Oh, one of them is Kevin Costner in The Bodyguard. Mm -hmm. And one of them is a movie called The Postman starring Kevin Costner. I'm sensing a theme here. Never heard of The Postman. I wish I would have. Nor I. Have you, maybe that would have been a good one. Have you seen many Kevin Cosner movies? Um, we just finished watching the first season of Yellowstone. Mm -hmm. um, I have seen Field of Dreams. I believe we might have even seen that together. That's quite possible. Um, but other than that, no, like I haven't seen The Bodyguard and um, haven't seen Robin Hood, I don't think. You haven't seen The Untouchables or Dances with Wolves? No. Those are the other two I've seen besides Field of Dreams. All right. Well, let's let's bring up uh, Kevin Costner. Um, I didn't like Kevin Costner in this movie. He was an interesting choice. Let's put it that way. He was kind of like one-toned through the whole thing. He seemed like he did not want to be there. Yeah, that's true. But I, that seems, I mean, he was probably paid a pretty penny, I would have to assume, given the budget. I would. Hope he doesn't so. doesn't strike me as an action. I mean, I would call this an action movie. I wouldn't. He doesn't strike me as an action star, really. But he was doing, from what I could tell, most of his own stunts. I thought that was one of his better parts. Was like the physical acting. 
as opposed to like the dialogue. He he pushed the girl multiple times. He pushed the girl multiple times. Yeah, so the the main girl in this movie, I believe her name was Helen. Yes, Helen. They this this movie was they had a lot of the same scenes it felt like i see like what you mean i see what you mean this this scene of um kevin gossner and then helen and then the little girl like mm-hmm. arguing and then kevin gossner would push her away like physically throw her to the side right and then the girl would like draw stuff and then he'd be like no why where did you get that that happened at least twice yes you're right there was a lot of arguing then pushing and a lot of like climbing and ropes um as an aside i'm looking at the postman it's also a post-apocalyptic action adventure film starring kevin costner um it's also a book the film follows the story of a nomadic drifter, played by Kevin Costner, who stumbles across the uniform of an old United States Postal Service mail carrier and unwittingly inspires hope through an empty promise of a restored United States of America and starts his path to become a national hero. Hmm. Uh, interesting. Not good, apparently. Oh, well. There you However, go. However, this might be something I watch on my, on my own time. I could see me watching that. It sounds somewhat interesting. Um, looking through, looking through the list of of Kevin Costner movies, it would appear that I have not seen many. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was my fourth only. He's been in a lot. He has. He was. A, he was a very prolific through the nineties, especially. Um, on acting, uh, Dennis Hopper, he played the villain. Yes. Uh, what was his name? The Deacon. Yeah. Deacon. Um, he was also the villain in a movie that came out uh, just a few years earlier than this one, uh, called Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. I did feel like his performance in this one was slightly better than that one. Yes, I agree. His character was at least like, I didn't want to gouge my eyes out when he was on screen, Mm -hmm. but they got to stop giving this guy the villain role. Yeah, he's, um, I agree. Definitely a better performance. Not, it wasn't like as distracting. He just like was like a normal villain and not like a very, very strange character with stupid lines. (laughs) Yeah, he he lost an eye, which was cool. Mm-hmm. It was just like a comedic villain. Yeah, with like actually some actually some um, effective comedy. I thought, where like in the Mario Brothers movie where they were trying to do comedy and it just never worked a single goddamn time. I actually kind of laughed a few times in this movie. I still couldn't take him seriously as a villain, though. Well, no, he was definitely over the top. But I thought I thought his performance was pretty solid. It was like purposefully over the top, but not like he didn't overdo it. You know. How did you feel about the acting overall? Um, 
overall like not amazing. No, but I thought the you know actually I thought the writing was quite good. Um, I, I thought that multiple times. I was like, oh, okay, that was well done. That was well done. But perhaps the delivery and the acting overall, not so much. Yeah. Okay. I thought the thing that stood out for most, mostly for me for this movie was definitely like the, the set, especially like the first part at the, on the, um, Oh crap! What's the name? What's that word? It starts with an A. The atoll. The atoll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was good. And like his ship, his uh, boat. Those are all very cool. Yeah, and that's where the money went. Yeah, yeah. The action sequences, especially in like the first half, were very good. And I could see. I mean, logistically, you can see where a lot of the money went. It's probably not that easy to film in a movie that's like entirely on the water. No, um, it was filmed. I was reading this earlier. It was filmed um, on like a set that they would eventually use for the Titanic. Yeah, yeah. I think they made the set for this movie and then also used it for the Titanic, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and then there was some, they filmed other scenes around Hawaii somewhere. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I, f- I thought the... um. It's definitely a movie like in two halves of, well, maybe not so much, but it like it morphs halfway through. I thought like the first half was like a very solid action movie with lots of great practical effects. And then it kind of like just turned into like when Dennis Hopper got Enola, it was just kind of like a stupid movie about the villain being like, don't do that. And she's like, I'm going to do it. And he's like, no, don't do it. And it was just like that over and over again. It was kind of stupid. But then I guess yeah. that she was kind of like that with um, Kevin Cosner's uh, character too. I could have done without that. Uh, this movie was written by the same guy who wrote The Chronicles of Riddick. Oh, really? Sorry, yep. for a second there, I like put my microphone in my mouth like this. Well, we heard a cat and then uh, we heard you explode. Yeah, it was quite the thing that happened. It wasn't like very, if you were here, you'd be like, wow, that was a tiny thing that happened. But I'm sure on the microphone, it sounded like a huge cataclysmic event. Um, just an update for you. Uh, the This movie came out July 28th, 1995. So it will not be on the box office mm-hmm. game. Close though. Very close. Yeah. Thank you for the update. Did you know? Did you notice? Perhaps you already looked who was in the movie before you started watching. Did you notice Jack Black in this movie? Yeah, that was something I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, it was very brief. It was. Yes. He was in and out. He was. Um, but I didn't notice him yet. Yeah, he was in and out. Like he was in the movie for let's say five minutes, in that pretty, pretty well done, like you know, plain scene if you want to call it that but then you really only can tell it's him for like yeah like 10 seconds because then when he's in the plane he's like wearing a huge goggles and you can't really tell it's him yeah and he is even on the cast list for uh well yes he is smoker plane pilot smoker plane pilot that's the one 
this movie gave me a lot of uh, vibes of like um, Mad Max. You know, except we're in Mad Max, they're all searching for water. This one, they're all searching for dirt. I mean, this movie was uh, supposed to be a ripoff of Mad Max. Like they, they specifically wanted to write a movie um, that like took stuff from Mad Max Hmm. for uh, whatever. um, Oh, for Universal. Okay. Well, mission accomplished, I suppose. Yeah, for yeah, for sure. Mission accomplished. I haven't seen Mad Max, uh, but seen, it's similar. Have you seen Mad Max Fury Road? Oh, did I not say I haven't seen Mad Max? I haven't seen Mad Max. I oh, haven't Ma- seen the Mel Gibson ones, and I haven't seen the Tom Hardy ones. Oh man, you should watch Fury Road. That is a very good movie. That's probably my favorite action movie ever. I have heard good things, um, yeah. but I have not. Taking the time to sit down and see it, maybe after the postman. That's like this, you know, the first half of this movie. Well, maybe the first third where it's like that a big action sequence with lots of, you know, you can tell a lot of money went into it. That's like the whole of Mad Max Fury Road, but like a little bit more modern. The whole movie is just an action sequence. It's pretty sweet. Uh, insane. Insane in the mem brain. This was one of the highest grossing films of 1995 and was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Sound. Hmm. I can see that. It did not win. Uh, Let me just check to see who won. Uh, 1995, uh, Best Picture went to Braveheart. Hmm. I've seen that movie. Best Sound. Best Sound went to Apollo 13. Hmm. Yeah. That's um, it was it was also up against Batman Forever, so. Oh, Batman Forever, the best of all the Batman movies. Well, Batman Forever nominated for a few Academy Awards. Probably like costuming. And sound best original soundtrack or something. <laughs> that's not a, um, that's not a thing. Best cinematography. Hmm. Okay. Best sound effects. Hmm. Well, that's fun. Pocahontas won Best Original Music. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Does it? It's all making sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's good songs in that. Toy Story also up for... Man, that was a that was a pretty stacked year. Sure was. Kevin Probably. Spacey won Best Supporting Actor for The Usual Suspects. Oh, he won Nicolas Cage won Best Actor for Leaving Las Vegas. Nick Cage. Gotta love him. Almost watched uh, Renfield this weekend. The new Nicolas Cage uh, vampire movie. Right. That is on my list. But we chose to watch something else instead. Let me just see if I wrote it down. It must have been good if you can't even remember what it was. Did I not write it down? Um, Maybe we didn't even watch a movie. Renfield. Oh no, we watched the original Scream instead. Mm. Was that your first time watching that movie? No, but it was her first time watching the movie, and so I want to get her to watch all the Scream movies. I think I've only seen the first one. That's a pretty good movie. But like the sixth one just came out. Yeah, they're pretty far along. 
Scream One though is is an iconic um, horror movie. Yes, I, I forgot. Just like the references that they make, mm-hmm. just great, just great movie. It's a good one. Um, Waterworld, you know, was fine. So the ending, I mean, it was cool. It was cool that you know they found dry land. Mm-hmm. It was cool that it just happened to be you know the top of Mount Everest. The thing that I have an issue with, though, is like, has has nobody ever found this place before? It does seem a little far fetched that no one has just like sailed that way. I agree. I mean, it's it's the year twenty five hundred. Yeah. You think you think they would have gotten there? These people survived TikTok, drones, flying cars. They couldn't find the one dry place in the rest of the world. Let me break. So unrealistic. Ruined my immersion experience. Um, is there a War World 2? I feel like there should be. It's worth War a Google. World 2 does not appear to be a War World 2, which makes sense. Oh, there's this, apparently a sequel series. But this is in 2021. Um, nothing's happened about it since then. Sad. Very sad indeed. Okay, well, what else? What else? Uh, we don't find out uh, Kevin Costner's real name. He just goes by the Mariner. Yeah. Uh, let me try to. It's got the. A, it's got the girl from Napoleon Dynamite in it. Oh right, that's where she's from. Yeah. Um, even as a child, though, I didn't. She was uh, not great. Nah. Sorry. Uh, there was a three-hour cut of this movie. Jesus, what else could they have added? Uh, I don't know. 170. Well, okay. Well, that's the thing, though, because like I felt the movie was too long because it seemed like they were just redoing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then even. Yeah. And the end. Yeah. We can talk about the ending when we get there. But it wasn't amazing, was it? The most expensive movie ever produced. The next. So that lasted for two years. And then the Titanic became the next most expensive movie right. ever produced. Kevin Costner personally invested 22 million of his own money into the film. Into Waterworld? Apparently. This movie made money. So you probably got some of that back, but it did make money, yes. Just it was just a lot of they had to do a lot to get make that money because it was they spent a lot. Yeah, a lot of it turns out he was a he was a fish the whole time too. Didn't see that one coming. Yeah, Mr. Gilman, webbed feet and all. Um, the actress who played Helen, Jeanne yeah. Triplehorn, um, she makes an appearance in the TV show House. Uh, if you've ever watched that, but apparently she refused to strip for this film. But I'm pretty sure we saw her butt. Oh. Yeah. 
Maybe it wasn't her. It was a body double. There you go. That was a weird scene. In between takes of the nude scene, Triple Horn remained off camera to offer a robe or towel to the double. Very nice. Oh, there you go. She didn't have to be naked. Like, no, that was pretty unnecessary. And like, was like out of nowhere. It's like, okay, I know what you want. It's like, whoa, okay, <laughs> what the hell. Yeah, well, I'm kind of glad that it wasn't like a romantic. They didn't go in the romantic way. For the most part, yeah, like it yeah. wasn't a happy ever after for those two. Right. Yeah, that felt like uh, it could have easily have gone that way. Well, yeah, in yes, every sir. movie ever made. Mm-hmm. All right, well, um, take a look at your notes and see if you have anything else you want to. Okay, let me take a look at my notes real quick. Um, talked about the action, talked about Dennis Hopper, chicken dinners. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, Kevin Costner's going through a bitter divorce during filming. With who? Uh, unsure, but um, people felt that that's probably why he uh, was pretty grim and somewhat unsympathetic. You know, I don't know. I'll, find it. I'll look it up. Cindy Silva. I don't know who Cindy Silva is. An actress? She is... No, not an actress. Um, he just separated from his wife this year. His second one. Um, he also quit Yellowstone. What a shame. I love that things, show. Things are happening for that poor guy. Yeah, must be tough to be Kevin Cosner. He's in a country band. Well, it tra- tracks. He looks like a country boy. <laughs> Uh, okay, then if you have nothing else, um, filming shut down three times due to hurricane alerts, but it's a post-apocalyptic. Um, he was on set for 157 days, working six days a week. He almost died when he got caught in a squall while tied to the mass of his trimaran. There's a lot of drama in having to do with the production of this one. Um, he was because he was on bare feet all the time um, moleskin was attached to the soles of his feet to protect him from sharp objects and edges it did not save him from stubbing his toes on part of the set however okay that's enough of that all right <laughs> um, okay well we've already kind of talked about acting but I suppose we can we can attach a score to it mm-hmm. why don't you tell me how you feel okay about acting I thought um, Kevin Costner, yeah, like I said, his dialogue was not very good. The writing was pretty solid. I thought he had uh, plenty to work with, but maybe he didn't really deliver. His physical acting, like uh, all the stunts and stuff, I thought he did quite a good job of. Um, all the other actors were pretty meh. A little over the top and not that inspired. For acting, I gave it a five. Not enough, not fantastic. Um, five is good. This is episode fifty-seven of our podcast, not fifty-six, as I said earlier in the episode. Nobody's really listening to this at this point, but episode fifty-seven 
57, folks. We're sorry Not for 56. the mix-ups. I opened our, our, our sheet, and I'm like, wait a second. Um, five. Okay. Um, Kevin Costner was the star of the film. He right. is Waterworld. He gave such an uninspired performance that it kind of took took me took me out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jan Triplehorn. Yeah, uh, she was hot garbage as well. Um, the Napoleon Dynamite girl, annoying. I can't yeah. swim. Um, <laughs> Dennis Hopper was fine. The, yeah. the the guy who was flying in that thing, I couldn't understand what he was saying. Oh yeah. Who else? Um, so I give I give acting a three a three. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it was pretty uninspired. Um, ending. Um, I'll go first for ending. Okay. Because we're. We are a team. We are a team. I'm not sure what that has to do with you going first, but you go right ahead. Because you went first last time. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I don't know. This movie was confusing. Um, it's like you. I don't understand how they let so many people sneak up on them. Like they're they're in the ocean. Everything is ocean. How can you not see people coming from miles away? Anyway, that's important. They they find this place. Oh, I guess the ending is probably like they they kill Deacon and get Anola back. What's her name? Anola. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they they get to dry land, um, and everybody's happy. Yeah. So okay, I didn't like acting, and I didn't really like the ending. That doesn't necessarily mean that the movie score will be low, but I'm going to give ending a four. Okay. Yeah. Um, for me, I just felt like they rushed the relationship between Mariner and Helen and Enola where I, so that the ending where he all of a sudden like really cares for them and doesn't want them to be hurt just didn't feel very believable. She's my friend. She's my friend. It's like you hated her up until now. Yeah. And um, yeah, and it kind of went for like the happy ending, like the villain dies and, you know, they find land and he goes and does his own own thing or whatever. Yeah, it was like didn't really work for me all that much. Um, Ending, I didn't give it a great score either. I gave it also a four out of ten. Okay. Um, I'll go first for for overall score because I feel like it's going to be lower than yours. Okay. And we like to leave on a positive note. Send the people happy, people home happy, even though they're probably already at home or on their way to work or um, riding the bus. Yes, on the on bus. On their way to pick up groceries. I don't know. I, I'm on the bus sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I've... In this podcast... This podcast episode, which, you know, it's going to be a another lengthy one. We have talked a lot about the holes in this film. That's probably why it's um, kind of choked 
add it's a it's a running gig i mean there are there are a lot of like water world rides and stuff yeah there's like it's it's like a whole thing at like universal studios it's like the water world thing yeah they're still running yeah it was 30 years ago almost okay um the movie wasn't very good but it wasn't as bad as maybe i thought that it should have been mm-hmm. the Rotten Tomato score very low. It's in the forties. The IMDb score is six point three, which that's kind of closer to where I'm I'm leaning towards. Yeah. The acting and ending, which again, like IMDb is kind of more your mother at my dog. The podcast score, um, we're closer to that score than we ever are with Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. What a joke! Calling them out right now. Bastards. Anyways, um, I've lost my train of thought. But the movie acting and ending were bad, but the things in the middle were also kind of bad, but not as bad. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of holes in the movie uh, as a whole. Oh my god! A lot of holes as a whole. Mm-hmm. This is why I should write stuff down. But I. Gave the movie a 5.5 out of 10 overall. Okay. Yes, that is a very interesting score. I really liked the first half hour of this movie, especially. Lots of great action, as I said. And it was uh, thrilling. And uh, I was wondering how this would got, how this got 30% or, or for, in the 40s, sorry, for um, a Rotten Tomato score. And then I kind of saw the rest of the movie and the acting showed more. There was less, um, less just action. And then we, there was more like interaction between characters and it got a little less interesting and the ending felt rushed and I wasn't a huge fan of that. Um, but yeah, as an action movie, as I thought it was pretty solid. I also gave it a 5.5 out of 10. Wow. Look at us. Okay. Were you always going to do 5.5 or you just wanted to copy me? No, I always wanted to do 5.5. Chicken dinners. What's going on? What do you mean? Why do you keep saying things like that? I don't know what you're talking about. Um, okay. Well, Waterworld is done. I just had a... Like a panic, like, oh my goodness, I haven't picked a movie for next week, but Marvel was my movie, so. Yeah, I got a movie picked for next week. It has Elijah Wood in it. Oh, well, if you stick around Yellow Jackets, you'll see Elijah Wood in season two. Yeah, we watched the first episode of that, and it wasn't really for us, so we're probably not going to be watching that. All right, well, the spoiler alert, um, get cannibalistic. Yeah. Pretty good. Knew that much. They play soccer. Yeah. Um, okay, well, what do you want to do now? Box office game. Box office game. Uh, okay, well, the weekend of July 7th, 1995. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, it was my, my big four and a half birthday. We celebrate half birthdays in my house. I turned exactly four and a half on this day, 1995. 
uh, Jesse just coming up, um, coming past his third birthday. Very exciting. Yes. The big movie, the number one movie in its second week um, at the top of the box office, Universal, $65 million in its second week. I'm going to tell you, it stars Tom Hanks. 95 movies starring Tom Hanks. I'm thinking Philadelphia right away, but I don't. I think Philadelphia was too. Uh, well, this is too late for Philadelphia. Well, I can tell you based off what we learned earlier that it's probably Apollo 13 because we were talking about 1995 movies and Oscars. Oh, my goodness. The second week, Apollo 13. Did we do it? We do it. Houston, we have a problem. That's the tagline. Piece of cake. Bring on the next one. Uh, okay. This is an MGM film. Uh, yes. It's first week. $17 million. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natasha Henstridge. Oh, boy. Uh, it is a science fiction horror action movie. Natasha Henstridge? Is yeah. she the underworld lady? Natasha Hens, Henstridge, uh, Ben Kingsley, ben second K- actor, and Michael Madsen. What the fuck? What the hell was Ben Kingsley doing in 1995 with whoever you said the first thing? What, so is that the lady who does the Underworld movies? Um, no. Okay. Let me look up Natasha. Okay, let's go ahead and cheat real quick. Uh, Relieve. She does not look familiar. She's Canadian. Okay. I mean it. It did. It did ruin it for me. Yeah, but I mean, is it a movie you've heard of? Um, it looks familiar. I'll, I'll give you the tagline though. Okay. You may you may not get this, and that's okay. It's another space movie. Two decades ago, scientists sent a message to space. This is the reply. 1995? I don't think you're going to get it. It's not like a pretty known movie. Uh, it's got to be The Abyss. No, I don't know. That was a bad guess. Um, it's Species. Oh, okay. I have heard of that movie, but no, I would never have gotten that. Species 1. There are numerous species. Okay. Movie 3 is a Sony Pictures movie, also in the first week, 10 almost $11 million. Mm-hmm. Sean Connery. Sony Pictures' Sean Connery, Richard Gere, mm-hmm. and then a third actress who I don't know the name of. Oh, well, what's her name? Uh, Julia Ormond. It's an action, adventure, drama, romance. My word. Um, Sean Connery and Richard Gere. Their greatest battle would be for her love, the tagline. What the fuck? Sean Gon- Sean Connery versus Richard Gere in a movie about love. 
uh, that's got to be the Mothman prophecies. That's a bad guess. I don't, I don't think know. Connery's in that, and it's definitely not a '95 movie. <laughs> no, it's probably like from the 2000s. No, I don't know who what that movie is. I've never heard of it. I'm sure the director is Jerry Zucker. That's not going to help. All right, we are going to give up on that one. Oh, the plot is the timeless tale of King Arthur and the Legend of Camelot. Does that help? Um, no. It's called First Night. Okay. Night with a K. I haven't heard it. Okay. This one will be a... Okay, the next two actually will be um, easier ones, I would assume. Okay. Because this this next one is a Walt Disney movie. Mm-hmm. In its fifth week, having already made $91 million. Fifth week. So we're we're talking uh, end of May, early June. Walt Disney movie from '95. I know that they always release Toy Stories near my birthday. But usually they do it on my birthday. I think the first Toy Story came out on my birthday, or I went and saw it on my birthday. But then you were also talking about Pocahontas earlier. Well, give us the first actor then. Irene Bedard. Okay, it's Pocahontas. Do you, you know that for sure? You're just guessing. I'm isn't just... um, isn't Toy Story a uh, Pixar? Um, it's a Disney movie. Disney. It Pixar. is Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Okay. You are correct. Okay, cool. Actor two is Mel Gibson. Oh, that's crazy. I never would have guessed that. I guess he plays John Smith. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. The fifth and last movie of the week is a Warner Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, only in its fourth week, but it has already made $154 million. What? Okay. Val Kilmer. That gives it away. I feel... Okay. So I feel like looking at the, the Oscars... Uh, the Academy totally... Awards from '95 was like <laughs> just a just totally ruined this game, but we did need some help because I mean it's '95, right? Batman Forever, the best um, Batman movie. Could you name me the second actor in Batman Forever? Hmm. Is it? Uh... Oh God! Is it the guy who plays Robin? It is not. Oh, gosh. So it's going to be like the villain. Who the hell is the villain in Batman Forever? I believe they have multiple villains. Okay. Uh, because okay. because actor two and actor three are the two villains. I think it's the one. Oh, man. I'm having a hard time remembering. I'm getting them all mixed up. I don't think it's the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. It's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think that's the one. That's the one with George Clooney, right? I think so. Who the hell does Val Kilmer go up against? Think straight man actor. Straight man actor. He uh, he's got he takes uh, no no guff from nobody. He has three oh, oh, names. Oh oh oh. 
He has three names? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Okay, that changes everything. He was in um, one of the biggest franchises of all time that also uh, starred a man who um, who grew up in West Philadelphia. Um, okay, wait. Okay, okay, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones is actor two, but who's actor three? Jesus. Who's the, the second villain? It's Two-Face and... Oh, it's probably, a, what, Jim Carrey? It's Jim Carrey, yeah. Let's go. Hello, movie. Hell of a hell of a weekend. I mean, first night is higher up than Pocahontas and Batman Forever, but it's fine. Big space weekend. Big space weekend, indeed. Big Oscar weekend. Man, just totally, totally ruined that. Yep. Man, that was a box office game. Thank you, everybody, for playing along at home. Thank you so much, folks. Yelling at their, at their uh, iPhone um, or Android, being like, Tommy Lee Jones. It's He's so talking obvious. about Fresh Prince. He's so stupid. And I've seen all the Batman movies. I didn't get that. They get the first those one the ones from the nineties get all melded together for me. Who so George Clooney was the Arnold Schwarzenegger one? He must have been because he Arnold Schwarzenegger wasn't um the in the eighties. Uh, what's his face? Michael Keaton. And if he wasn't Val Kilmer, then he would have had to be George Clooney uh, because he wasn't Christian Bale. Y'all, welcome to the new Ice Age. You know, he, uh, his son-in-law is Chris Pratt. Whose son-in-law is Chris Pratt? Arnold Schwarzenegger. What? Uh, Chris Pratt's married to his, his daughter. That's wild. Okay. Well, now I have to look that up just to confirm, but I'm pretty sure. Chris Pratt played Mario. He did. Yeah, Catherine Schwarzenegger. That's crazy. It's a small world. He, she looks uh, nothing like him. Arnold Schwarzenegger has a son that's like looks like his clone. It's really weird. But he he like. I think he, I don't know. Anyway, you just look up his son and you'd be like, oh yeah. Um, I won't, but thank you. Batman okay, that's fine. Just keep looking up Batman movies. That's no problem. Um, we're just going to do a, the ultimate live action Batman movie quiz uh, because you seem to know all. You seem to think that you know. I've already, Actually, no, this is, I've already this admitted is I don't know all. Of... Okay, that's stupid. Fair enough. Which um, which Batman movie was Jack Nicholson in? That was Michael Keaton. Yeah, that's Batman Returns. I think. 
No. Is Michael Keaton in Batman and Batman Returns? Yes. He's in the first two. And Jack Nicholson, when Jack Nicholson plays the Joker, that's the first one. Batman. Um, Batman Forever features what U2 song on the soundtrack? In the name of love, once more, name of love. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman also in the Val Kilmer movie. Yes. Catwoman. Uh, was she? Yep. Are you sure that wasn't... Um... Oh, no, I'm getting it. Yeah, this is, you can easily get them mixed up. Right. Okay, Batman and Robin. Um, what character informs Batman that there's a new villain in town to kick, kick off the action? Oh, Robin, probably. Oh, Alicia Silverstone's in it. Oh, my God. That movie would be so... We should watch a Batman movie. Anyways, next week. Um, do you have any... You want to give any hints for your movie? Episode it's, 58? It's a Elijah Wood movie. I think it's from the 90s, but I will ch- double check. Yes, it is from the late 90s. That should be all you really need. Well, I won't be looking it up. I just know Elijah Wood so well that I should just be able to uh, to know it. He, we're watching The Hobbit. Yes, my favorite 90s movie, The Hobbit. Um, I should know this. Oh, he's from uh, Iowa. That's cool. Oh, hey. From the late 90s. He's not the star in this movie. He's just in it. He is in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Hmm. He is in that, but that's not what I'm thinking of. Good movie. But it's a solid movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, there's a lot of good options here. A lot of good yeah. options. Gonna keep you if guessing. You, if you think, I mean, if you are picking the movie that I think you're, well, that I would, that I see on this list, uh, it is, that is also a movie that I've thought about picking for the podcast because I've heard good things about it, but I don't know if you're on the same page. And we're going to see the Bumblebee flies anyway instead. We're going to see the movie flies? What? There's a movie he did in 99 called The Bumblebee Flies Anyway. Oh, yeah. It's not that one. He played a character named Barney Snow. Barney okay. Snow. Well, then it's either uh, this one or it's that one that came out in 98. Very exciting. Both yeah. movies I haven't seen. Oh, maybe I've seen the first one, but I... No, don't remember anything about it. Who's even in this one? Mm, no, I don't think I have seen it. Okay, great. Okay. We'll leave it at that. Fantastic. Because it's time for bed. It is. Which is just what we say when we're done the episode. Not that it's actually time for bed, because that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Of course, it's not time for bed. So we don't have jobs. Because this pays our bills. Oh, yeah. We get paid the big bucks with this one. Isn't it, isn't it weird how we haven't had like a sponsor? How can we just pay the bills? 
we have a contract with Spotify. All right, Jesse. Um, thank you so much for coming on again and telling me how you really feel about Waterworld. I'm, it's crazy how we scored it the same once again. It's a crazy life we're living. You take care now. You as well. And, and maybe yeah. one day I'll I'll have you over for chicken dinner. I don't like, is this like a game you're playing with somebody? I don't know what you're talking about. Do you don't like chicken? <sighs> okay, everybody have a wonderful time away from the podcast. And we'll see you again next week for episode 57. Where we're watching Elijah Wood movie. Bok, bok, bok. <laughs>